Worship in the World is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions while we strive to follow Christ within our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today. Oh 
now I see clearly, it's you I'm looking for. It's you, O oh Lord. Let us pray. With smells of sunscreen and the weight of humidity, we are drawn to you, O oh God. We are drawn to sunsets over water that make us the question, where is God, seem unnecessary. You are here. And as we are drawn to the outward expressions of your presence with us, we move inward to see how you are also within each of us, inviting us to become more alive in the expression of your spirit. And so, as we center ourselves, as we feel breath move through our nostrils and inflate our bellies and exhale, may we be aware of how you are always with us. May we be acutely aware of your presence as we worship you now. Amen. Let us stand and sing.
As one of our youth, Kennedy Randall, said so eloquently last week, honesty is a way that we love ourselves. Honesty is a way we love God. And honesty is a way that we love one another. And so as we do the hard work of being honest with God and with each other and with ourselves in prayer, may we be assured of God's grace that meets us in Jesus. Let us pray. God, we draw ourselves near to Thee because we need to be seen by You. We need to be loved by You. We need to be challenged by You. We need to be forgiven by You. Forgive us, we pray. As it was in the beginning, it will be forever and ever. Amen. There's grace. There is grace in the consistency of God's love and God's presence with us. Hear and receive the good news that in Jesus Christ we are forgiven. We get to live at peace. Amen. 
Our scripture lesson today comes from Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 27. Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 27. And if it's okay with you, I am going to read all the way through verse 34. Matthew chapter 6, starting at verse 25. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more value than they? Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to the span of your life? 28. And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, neither, they neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory has, was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who seek all these things, and indeed your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Verse 34. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The sermon title changed about three times this week. About three times. Every day, another title came through. The original title of this sermon was Free as a Bird. Free as a bird. And I got to tell y'all, I had that thing laid out. It was pretty. And we were going to talk about how free birds are. And I had the stories about in my office at home where I work, there's two windows overlooking the side of the house where I have a little fire pit that I created there. And the birds like to come and sit on the bush right outside my window. And I'm, when I'm writing or studying or doing anything, I, I can see the birds come in. And it's like they're talking to me or befriending me. And they'll just fly off. Oh, I had some stories. Free as a bird. I was ready. But then troubles of the world, the troubles of the day changed the sermon title. The troubles of the day changed where we're going with this. So I need to admit a couple things to you. Everything that I learned in school and class and ministry and training about sermon structure, I violated today. Everything. If you took a class on sermon structure, you're going to know, what is he doing? I violated everything. This sermon probably has nothing to do with my head and everything to do with my heart. And I hope y'all okay with that. If you're grading me today, eh, let that go. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to let you down. <laughs> I'm going to let you down. 
but all I could do is open up and put what God told me to put on the page today. So sermon structure was not the priority today. There was a message that was the priority. So as we talk about this, I'm going to ask you to be vulnerable with me as I will attempt to be vulnerable with you. But I'm going to start with a cute little story. Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34, that set of scriptures, that set of scriptures, they're what I call the don't worry, be happy scriptures. Matthew 6, 25 through 34, I call them the don't worry, be happy scriptures. Why? Circa 1988. Gentleman by the name of Bobby McFerrin. Anybody remember Bobby McFerrin? had an acapella version of a song, Don't Worry, Be Happy. The first acapella version of a song to hit the Billboard 100 top spot. Made it number one. I know many of you know that song because if I start whistling, you'll finish it. I'm not going to Who's doing that? Don't. <laughs> it's always the pastor. It's always the pastor. <laughs> but don't worry. I call this the Don't Worry, Be Happy set of scriptures. Why? Here's why. I don't have results from some longitudinal research study. However, based on my own experience and the anecdotal stories I've heard, I believe between the years of 1988 and 1989, the sermon title, Don't Worry, Be Happy, was used in reference to these verses more than any other verse in the history of preaching. Every church had a Don't Worry, Be Happy sermon. Every, I promise you they did. If you do not believe me, if you were not around in 1988, find somebody today and ask them, did your pastor or preacher preach that sermon? I, I got a hand raised right here. Everybody had at least one. So we know it's there. Don't worry, be happy. That's what the scripture is normally associated with. Don't worry. Don't worry, give it to God. Let go, let God, don't worry. There's no need to worry. Give it to God. I'm not going there today. I'm not going there today. I'm going to take a chance, and this is risky, and I'm going to go against the grain. My sermon title today is not Don't Worry, Be Happy. The title of today's sermon is, It's Hard Not to Worry About Fill in the Blank. It's hard not to worry about fill in the blank. The root of the word worry, the old English for the word worry means to, check this out, means to strangle, to slay or kill, the biting of the neck or shaking of the throat like what a wolf or a dog does to their prey. To worry, to strangle, to slay, to kill, the biting of the neck and the shaking of the throat like a wolf or a dog. To worry is to annoy, to bother, to be vexed. The Greek of this word in the New Testament means to be anxious, to be troubled with cares, worry. For years, counselors and clergy and parents and even children and doctors and therapists would all agree with the advice, we have to do all we can to not worry. We would all agree that there are some significant detrimental effects and impact of worrying. High anxiety can become a result of worry. Panic attacks can ensue because of worry. Worrying can affect our appetite. We stop eating. We begin to lose weight. We get sick. Worry, we don't sleep at night. 
worry our job performance suffers, worry our relationships get stressed, worry we get stressed. Physiological, psychological, spiritual, emotional impact of worry is real. But it's hard not to worry about blank. Knowing all of this at an intellectual level, knowing the detriment of worrying, knowing that I should not worry, knowing that everything I believe and what I don't worry, don't, it's still hard not to worry. There are three questions that are presented in verses 25 through 27, and the questions are, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Yeah, I believe that. I'll give that a yes. I, I believe that life is more than food and the body more than clothing. Check that box. The second question is this, are you not of more value than they? They being the birds. They being the birds. Am I not of more value than the birds? Yeah, I think so. Are you not of more value than the birds? I, I'll take that, yes, I believe that. The third question, and which of you by worrying can add a single hour to the span of your life? I don't think one of us can. None of us can. As a matter of fact, I've heard people say, say things like this, Charles, Charles, when we worry, it's like punishing ourselves twice because we worry about something we can't do nothing about anyway, and if it happens, we gotta deal with it anyway. Why are you worrying? But it's still hard not to worry. Have you ever had a belief, a belief in your core belief but you struggled with modeling the behaviors that were consistent with the belief? I believe that, but it's hard to practice that. Have you ever known something? You know it. You know it in your being. You know this, yet you struggle to find the words and demonstrating the actions that are consistent with what you know. Have you ever been confronted by yourself in one of those moments of dissonance or disconnection, that moment where you have to remind yourself about what you believe and what you know, that moment where you gotta check yourself and say, wait a minute, no, I don't believe this and I, and I know this. These are not easy moments, these are not comfortable moments and today's scripture presents those moments for me. All those moments about don't worry. Yeah, don't worry, I get it. I read it, I get it, I understand it, I believe it, but it's hard not to worry about 21 people killed and gunned down in an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas, when it seems like in the immediate aftermath of that, we just sink in and solidify in into our own corners and still can't come together. I believe it, the scriptures, I believe it. But it's hard not to worry about four teenagers shot and killed in Newberry, South Carolina over the span of a weekend. And everybody's like, why? We don't even understand how. And still no answers. It's hard not to worry. About 10 people who left their home to go grocery shopping to pick up whatever they were going to pick up in Buffalo, New York. The gun down and killed. Shot, didn't make it home. Didn't even make it to the checkout counter. 
because what the authorities call a racially motivated hate crime, translation, they were shot because they were black. It's hard not to worry about the safety of our children and the families and our friends when we can't even go to school or church or the movies or the mall without our head on a constant swivel and in fear and enjoy the moment because of something might happen. When is it our time? When is it our community? When here? It's hard to ensure that we are conveying the true word of God with all of his conviction and all of its substance, if we are overly concerned with the comfort of those listening to the word. It's hard to find compassion and empathy in a world that needs compassion and empathy when our compassion and empathy is determined by the identity of the person in need of compassion and empathy. It's hard to not worry about that. It's hard not to worry about the growing economic divide in our country where it seems like the people who pay the salaries and the people who charge the rent don't communicate with each other and people are working two to three jobs and struggling to make ends meet, not because they're sitting at home being lazy, not because they don't care, not because they don't have bootstraps to pull themselves up by, but by, because they're dealing with a system that has been set up in a manner where no matter how hard they work, they still cannot seem to get above water. It's hard to not worry. As a military veteran, two brothers who served in this country, grandfathers, uncles, and so on, we serve the United States of America, united in capital words. It's hard to not worry when we are the United States of America, and there does not appear to be a thing that can unite us to the point that we will set aside our political labels and personal interests to explore and find ways to live better together. Yeah, it's hard not to worry. with the acts of violence that continue to surface in our communities that we call unbelievable and unfathomable are actually quite believable and quite fathomable. It's hard to not worry when we've normalized the abnormal, accepted the unacceptable, and dismissed the most despicable actions and behaviors, especially when they don't have an immediate direct impact on us and ours. It's hard to not worry. We could go on and on, and that's what's sad about this. We could go on and on and on and on. And I know that life is more than food and body is more than clothing. And I know that I am more valuable and you are more valuable than the birds. And I know that worrying cannot add a single hour or minute to my life. I know that. I also know that worrying is detrimental and worrying might make me leave this place sooner than I'm supposed to, but it's still hard to not worry. I will dare not stand in here before you in some pious energy and attitude and say, oh, I got this thing. I don't worry about nothing. I believe in God and God is good and I lean on God and nothing bothers me. I don't even wish I could say that to you because I can't. I know it's not true. It's hard not to worry. Worry visits me and I'm sure, I'm sure if we did a poll right now, I'm not the only one who is visited by worry, particularly in the days right now we're living in. I'm sure I'm not. Though I know all of this, some days are harder than others. And those days seem to be increasing in frequency. So what do we do when it's hard? 
What do we do when it's hard? Well, we can give up. We can just give up and give in. It's hard. It is hard. It's been hard. It's going to be hard. I was talking with a young lady who grew up in South Carolina many, many, many years ago, and she talked about, she said how old she was, and she says, one of the things that's challenging for me, it seems like we're going back to the days when I was a teenager in terms of some of the things we're dealing with. She goes, I thought we weren't going to deal with some of this. It's so hard, Charles. She said, I feel like giving up. Some people get mad, get mad, get angry. Righteous indignation. Let's get mad. We can do that. We can get discouraged. We can create a bubble. You know what, it's so hard out there. I'm gonna create a bubble. I'm gonna build a fortress. I'm gonna build a silo. Me and mine are good. I hope y'all figure it out. It's too hard. We can get distracted. We can get distracted. We can lean on addictions and other things that take our mind away and take us away and just try to avoid it. We can do those things. But here's something else we can do when it gets hard. We can remind ourselves of the Word of God. We can refocus on the Word of God and we can respond through the lens of the Word of God. That's what we can do. When it gets hard, we can remind ourselves of the Word of God, we can refocus our energy through the Word of God, and we can respond accordingly through the Word of God. We can do that. We can do that. See, verse 33 says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. That's what verse 33 says. After talking about all the don't worries, the food, the clothing, all the don't worry. Don't worry about food. Don't worry about clothing. No, you're fine. The food, don't worry about that. It goes to, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. There's an element of trust in verse 33. Do we trust that the answer is in God and of God? Do we trust that the answer is in God and of God? These things that are referred to in verse 33 are the basic needs of life, food and clothing, shelter, the basic needs. Do we trust God with the basics? Because if we don't, how can we trust God with the complex and the complicated? I want to do something I've never done before. In all my years of standing spaces like this, I've never done this before. And I want to do it today. I want to give you some homework. Never given homework before. Never. But I want to, I want to give you homework. Now, I'm not going to grade it. We're not going to collect it. You don't have to turn it in. But I'm going to encourage you to consider this homework. Part one of your homework. I want you as an individual or a family, get with somebody at church. Find a friend, somebody in here, and I want you to fill in the blank. I want you to be vulnerable, I want you to be courageous, I want you to be transparent and honest with each other. I want to take the superwoman and superman and superhuman cape off and I want to be, reveal our vulnerabilities and I want you to send this message to each other, fill in the blank. It's hard not to worry about blank. What are your blanks? What, what are the worries that you are carrying around that you don't even share with your family? You don't share with your friends? What are the worries you're carrying? You don't even tell yourself, but they're there. 
I want you to find somebody. Sit around the kitchen table with your family. Get a colleague here, and I want you to fill in that blank. I should tell you, it's hard for me not to worry about blank, whatever that blank is. And then part two of your homework. What does it mean for you and yours to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? What does it mean for you and yours? As I was writing, I started to go in and fill in that blank. I said, no, that's their homework, not mine. We got to start doing some work. We have to find the space where all the answers we get are not going to come from up here. We got to put some effort into our journey in this world, our journey through Christ. So I'm going to ask you, homework, it's hard to not worry about blank. And what does it mean for you and your family or just you to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? Maybe, maybe the answer, watch this, maybe the answer to the first step sets us up for the second step. Because notice something here. Let me just bear with me and I'm going to sit down. Verse 33 says, seek first. So that tells me, what it implies to me, there's a second. There's a second. But the second doesn't matter if we don't get the first right. I wonder, I wonder if there's something about seeking God and trusting God that allows us to rise above the basics. Now, all the things I mentioned earlier, shootings, violence, children, those are not basics. Those are not basics. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying, though, is that if we don't learn to start with God with the basic things, we won't be able to address anything. If we don't start with God with the, if we don't trust God with the basic things, how are we going to trust God with these incredible things that we are wrestling with and trying to solve? hard not to worry about blank. And what does it mean for you and your family to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? That's your homework. That's your homework. You don't have to be a Bible scholar to do that homework. You just have to have a heart and willing to engage in a conversation. That's what we want you to consider. Remember the birds? The original title, the original message? The birds are able to fly and rise freely above their basic worries. The birds are able to fly and rise freely above their basic worries. I wonder if there's something about seeking God and trusting God that will allow us to rise freely above our basic worries and better position us to prevent and to address some of the more complex, complicated, and devastating matters that impact our communities. I just wonder, what does it look like when we start seeking and trusting God with everything? It's hard not to worry about the next step when we don't trust God with the first step. Maybe if we do that, then we really will be as free as a bird. Amen. Why should I feel discouraged? Why should the shadows come? Why should my heart be lonely? 
Pray with me. God, it's hard not to worry. It's hard not to worry about violence. It's hard not to worry about violence because we experience violence. We experience violence, our nieces experience violence. Our police officers experience violence. And the children and teachers of Robb Elementary experienced violence. It's hard not to worry about them. It's hard not to worry about each of us. And it's hard not to worry about our performance on the soccer field and on a standardized test, the EOCs and and our ability to live up to our expectations at work. It's hard not to worry. It's hard not to worry about our children. It's hard not to worry about the state of our world, our country, our city. It's hard not to worry about our leadership and whether or not our values for life and harmony and love will win. It's hard not to worry. So we ask for your help, O Lord. We ask for your help, O Lord, this day and every day moving forward that we would not let despair win. For just like worry, despair can consume us. So may we not let despair win, may we be your people, stubborn, clinging to the hope you give us, putting one foot in front of another and doing the good in the world that is ours to do. So hear us now as we pray together the prayer you taught us, Jesus, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and power and the glory forever. Amen. For centuries, people of faith have gathered together and have said a creed. We're gonna use the words of the Apostles' Creed to say who God is for us. And even though these words were written by people we will never meet, we say them out loud together because it's something countercultural to believe in a hope and a being in God that is bigger than us. 
We say them out loud so that for the person beside us who doesn't believe them, we can say the words for them. So as always, you don't have to say this creed with us. We understand it is an odd practice, even as it is familiar and comforting to most. So for those who are willing, for those who are eager, let us stand and say the Apostles' Creed. Beloved community, what do you believe? I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Evening fun.
hard not to worry about a lot of things, but we serve a God that is bigger than any worry that we can imagine. And we serve a God who is capable of bearing that burden, and we thank God for the blood of Jesus. Let us be reminded of God's word, refocus on God's will, and respond in God's way as those worries surface in our life. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with you and those in whom you love, henceforth now and forevermore. Let the church say amen. 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 Go in peace. Love you. If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash give.